0: to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: I give you... Stuart Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Stu with Finn. Beside me always, Blake Harrison. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm alright. I'm alright. We're
0: back. We're back with a
1: guest. Who we got?
0: With, oh, we've got a fantastic guest. He is the reigning, defending, undisputed... Cage Warriors, lightweight champion of the world. It is, of course, one half of the Palmo brothers. It's, <laughs> it's George Hardwick. Uh we've had George and Harry on twice before, I think. This will be mm. George's third time on mm. the show. I don't know if Harry's gonna turn up with him. Maybe Harry will you turn never up know. with him. We never know. We don't know what we're getting here. Could we get in, we could be getting both the Palmo brothers? Um mm. But uh, yes, the pride of Middlesbrough, uh, George Hardwick, defended his Cage Warriors belt twice, but now has a date on the Dana White Contender Series. I believe it's the 15th of August against Abdul Karim Al-Sawadi, who is the Fury FC lightweight champion. So champion versus champion, the winner gets that elusive UFC contract. We're going to talk to him about that and the fact that, you know, we are... Strong believers that he should have been given just a straight contract because he's mm-hmm. defended that Cage Warriors belt twice. I don't think he's got much left to prove, but he's going on the Contender series, going over to Vegas. He's been over there recently. We're going to talk to him about about that and uh, a certain other British fighter that was there with him and will be on the Contender series uh, this series as well. Um, so yeah, is is there Let's anything? Get it. Let's Nothing. get on with it. Let's just get on with it, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Palmo King. I've made that nickname up for him. I hope he takes it. It's George Hardwick. Hello, mate. How are you Hello, doing? Hi George. I'm doing good. I'm just trying to find a shirt. Why, why wear a shirt? Come go on. Go
1: skins,
2: mate. Go skins. Go skins.
0: <laughs> go skins. <laughs> Let's all go
2: skins. I'll get more uh, sus message requests.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, our, our ratings might improve, so just get your nipples out, and it'll be it'll be great. You got to learn
1: all this stuff, Joe. Sex sells, mate. Yes, sex sells.
0: <laughs> I, I want to use this now. I was going to say to you, can we? Uh, you, but now I want to use all of all of this good work. Unfortunately, we we didn't catch any of your nipples. Unfortunately, um, I'll get them up for a, a large Mexican kebab. Probably, <laughs> I I promise you. That if we ever are in this, if you're coming down to London for a fight, or if we end up in Middlesbrough, I will buy you a large mixed kebab, and you will get your nipples out on this show. That's the deal. Uh, yeah,
2: that's that's an acceptable deal. <laughs> as long as it gets a portion of chips as well, I'm happy. Deal. Uh, well, I'll throw i mean, them in the mix, what, what, ex-
0: <laughs> what, what extra do we get for the portion of chips? I just want a portion of chips, to be honest. <laughs> that's, a, that's great. You're a cheap date, George Hartwick. I think you should, you're should. you selling yourself a bit short here, mate. <laughs> Would you mind, George, just turning yourself uh, landscape so you fill the screen a, a little bit more? Let me get this. There we go. There one he second. is. Wonderful. There he is, yeah. Are you okay with us using uh, nipple chat at the start of this show, George? Or?
2: There's no better way to start, is there? No, there's no. Perfect. No, there's That's not. it.
0: <laughs> so there's been, there's been no intro. Uh, we've just been talking about nipples and kebabs. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got, we've got George Hardwick with us. Um, other than kebabs and nipples, how's how's life?
2: Life is very good. Uh seven weeks today until August 15th, Dana White's Contender Series, Episode 2. I'm like way ahead of schedule in terms of everything training wise, uh, because the last fight was so low damage. I was straight back in the gym Monday. It's been more momentum, more momentum developing stuff immediately. Cause you can develop more technique out of fight camp and more yes. kind of like those base physical characteristics out of fight camp. So straight back in it off that fight because it took no damage. And, uh, everything's ahead of schedule and just just keeping it measured because we're back down to three rounds and keeping it measured keeping that explosiveness there
0: do you think that's going to be of benefit to you go having had five round fights for your last like three or four fights and then going down to uh to three rounds again
2: so in actuality it wasn't just like three fights i've been doing five round fight camps for years now yeah. since december 20 yeah december 2021 that was my first five-round fight camp, and that was for the fight against Medi Ben Lacta. He got COVID on the day. Back in those crazy times, it was canceled on the day, but I went through a huge, grueling first five-round fight camp. It was grueling. Then I was training for March. I was going to fight Daniel Berwado, an ex-UFC guy. That was training for a five-round fight. Two weeks out, was like he's not available anymore. Whatever happened to him. And I was like, wow, I'm going to take this fight, get that Chuck Liddell UFC 40 mentality. I'm still going to fight. And I fought Luis Capera. That was a catchweight, but it still was a five-round fight camp, pretty much. Yeah. Then I had the title fight with Driscoll, Bungard, Yanliassi. It's been five-round fight camps for absolutely ages. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to the more condensed three-round pace, even though I think five-round suits me. That condensed three-round pace keeping things explosive.
1: George, tell us a little bit about... um. How, you know what the process is for for finding out you're going to be on the contender series because for fight fans, you know, all of a sudden we see an announcement that George Albrecht's you know going to be on on the contender series. Like, what's the sort of process about? You know, how do you find out about that? Are you you know, they reach out to you. Is their management involved? Like, what, what's the sort of process, mate?
2: So they reach out to the to a manager. The manager put it on to me, and then um, you know, I asked my brother and I asked my coach Abdul, "What do you think? Should I take this?" And my coach Abdul just Man, a few words. He just says, go there, knock him out to get the contract. What's the question? I'm like, yeah, that's a plan. (laughs) Don't do that.
0: It's that simple, isn't it? Just knock him out, get the contract, mate. easy. Simple as. Well, I hope you take this as a compliment, George, but we obviously, you've been on the show a couple of times now with with your brother, Harry, and we... um, We've been talking about you whenever there's been a Cage Warriors card, Whenever when you won, because I think the last time you were on the show was maybe before you were crowned champion uh, in that vacant title fight, I think. So you've had uh, three fights since then. You've become the champ. You've defended the belt twice. And whenever your name has come up on this show, we have always been quite vocal in saying... You should just be given a contract. You've de- defended that cage warrior's belt twice. In, in really good style as well. In great fashion, like finishes phenomenal, like body shot finishes and a uh, uh, great performance against uh, Liassi as well. Um, and we were like, "What?" when this was announced, I was like, it surprised me. Because I kind of thought, well, you should just be given a straight contract. You shouldn't have to go and prove yourself in the Contender Series because you've already proved yourself within Cage Warriors. Did you see it at all like that? And did you take that as a compliment? Because it's meant as a compliment. Yeah,
2: and there has been, you know, a number of articles I've seen on Twitter. A lot of people saying it just deserve the contract straight off. And I absolutely massively appreciate everyone who was saying he he should be straight on. I appreciate the support. I appreciate them vocalising it. But I'm I'm of the mentality that, especially these divisions, 45, 70, and especially 55, 155 is the premier division of the sport. There's fighters from all over the world with insane levels of skills that are just killers from all over the world. I don't think anything is deserved. Really, anything, nothing is just deserved outright in this division. All I just see is there's all these fighters from all over the corners of the globe. I just want to scrap them all, whether that means contender series first or whether it was contract first. This time it's contender series. I'm like, sound, get me there straight in front of Dana, getting that chance to get the knockout. Just simple.
0: And your opponent is going to be a, a fury lightweight uh, world champion, I believe, in uh, Abdul Karim Al Sawadi. Have you watched much of his fights? Because I've, in preparation for chatting to you, I watched just a couple of his fights when he won the belt in his last fight and a fight before that. He seems very grapple heavy, very, very grapple heavy. Have you been watching his fights? And what what do you think? Yeah, he's
2: got that. He's got good top pressure. He's got that short, stocky frame. He has like that kind of dense hips and quads. He can like get his weight onto people in the mount, force them into errors. He has that good grappling. He did have two fights. And I think he was trying to plan on striking more in these two fights. But he got caught with a big spinning elbow in one. He got kneed in another one. And he took two KO losses on the bounce. And I think that kind of pushed him back into grappling. Because then he's come on a four-fight winning streak, which credits to him to get knocked out twice on the bounce and then come back with four fights winning. Yeah, Quite grapple-heavy fights, as you said. I think that pushed him more back into the wrestling. Will he be as wrestle-heavy in contender series? Because we know everyone wants to make that statement by throwing lefts and rights in contender series. I'll be prepared for either. I'm prepared for him to throw lefts and rights. I'm prepared for him to uh, duck in and try and grapple. But, you know. It's-
1: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.
2: I've been training with my coach, Abdul Muhammad. Same frame, boxer, wrestler, absolutely pioneered wrestling in the UK, was a cage warriors champion and a cage rage champion. That's been my coach since day one. So I, I can't believe, I can't be better prepared than that. And he's still sparring, <laughs> even though he's retired like 15 years ago, he still, he still spars and wrestles as many rounds, if not more rounds than anyone else.
0: I've heard you talk about him in that way before. He does seem to have such a positive impact on yourself and I'm sure everyone else at the gym.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to be taking on the world from the little gym, MFA, with my day one coach. No gym hopping. You know, I've come to different gyms to train, to get different looks, but I'm based in MFA. I'm always based in MFA. So, you know, when I won that title against Kyle Driscoll from AKA, The big thing that made me happy was when I won that belt and came back to the gym. And I'm just looking around this gym, down a little shady alley. A lot of it's held together with cable ties and duct tape and just just dreams, generally. (laughs) Uh, That was the happiest after I won the belt. And it's going to be that way when I get the UFC contract.
1: Fantastic. I mean, you, you, talking about other gyms, um, just through sort of seeing some of the things that you, you posted on um, on your socials, uh, you've been out to the States. Was that to do press? And, and, and tell us a little bit about that. And I did notice that it looked like you trained at Syndicate for a little bit there. Like, How was that?
2: Yeah. So they flew me and Harry over to do like the pre-fight, the media, media package. And a lot of it's what they're going to just put on just before the fight, the interviews, the photos and they pretty much had us run through a full training session and getting pad work and strength conditioning on video all that kind of stuff and luckily enough we had time to go and train at syndicate mma and it was i love syndicate mma and just from the one session i had there really really good sparring culture had a big open mat with loads of different people on it and it was really really good rounds And like i'm looking forward to getting back there fantastic
0: what were the who was in the gym that you were particularly looking at as like oh that's really cool that they're in this gym so there
2: was quite I didn't get around with them but there was quite a few uh, big names there. Murab Duvalishvili was on the mat his his hand was in a pot and he was still sparring Um, his hand was in a pot did you say yeah his hand was in a cast or a pot or something and he was still just getting rounds in (laughs) Just pushing the face. It's
0: he, crazy, he's mental. Have you seen him, the thing where he fell into the ice and then started beating up the well, ice? He, he dived in head first, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he went back with all his boxing gear and started punching it while he was hanging from a tree. <laughs> Probably still bleeding. <laughs> yeah, he's nuts.
2: He's, he's a great lad. Uh, Michael Chiesa was on the mat, saw him going around sparring, saw Khalil Roundtree. Uh, obviously, Davy Grant was there. And the the interesting thing is, yeah, me and Harry live about 30 minutes away from Davy Grant. And they've always talked – Harry and Davy Grant have always talked about sparring. But the first time they ever have a round together is, like, 9,000 kilometers away in Degas. <laughs> That's
0: amazing. Superb.
1: Superb. Um, so what else – I mean, did, did also see that um, – we, we should also shout out other. Friend of the show, Oben Elliot, and uh, and Obert, Oben's going to be on the 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 show as well. Did you catch up with Oben when you was there? Yeah, we
2: were at the hotel, kind of similar times, you know, just having a chat. I think I think he's on the week after me. I think if I remember correctly, twenty second. But yeah, that was it's just a small world type thing, isn't it? We bumped into him at the breakfast. We're all well. I wasn't trying to order healthy breakfast because I'm like, well, at least it's nine weeks out. I can just see the proper American breakfast before I go on. But it's just this trying to figure out the menu. Oh, uh, spinach omelette—that sounds healthy—and then it comes covered in cheese with hash browns and covered in sauce. <laughs> Probably like two thousand calories because the strand over there is is uh, tremendously calorie dense. But yeah, it was really good to see him. He taught me a new word that I've been using in my vernacular: mule. And we both gonna
0: right. Could, could could you give us an example of of the use of mule? So,
2: me and Orban Elliot are gonna mule our opponents on contender series. That's a
0: nice, <laughs> <sim> <laughs> you. Mule your opponents. Yeah. Does it? Does it kind of come from the like, as in the animal that, the, like the donkey, the mule? Does it? Is it originate from that, or, or do we not know the origination that where it originated from?
2: Um, I don't know. I didn't really. Uh dive deep into the entomology of it i just like the sound of it and
0: i've you've let me you've let me down there george I, I like to educate myself on all these kind of turns and phrases and stuff you never know i might play like a welshman down the line and i want to know where mule comes from you know i, I need to know these well, things I'll
2: probably ask oban
0: he'll, uh, he'll give the <laughs> yeah, that would be the smart money. thing to do ask oban there you go
1: does that um, feel like a level of sort of camaraderie like you know you said about you know you you, you Caught up with um, with Davey and and obviously Oban. Um, does there feel like there's a sort of camaraderie, you know, with the British fighters?
2: Yeah, because we always see each other. Whether it's Cage Warriors events, whether it's other smaller regional shows, we will have people cornered on it. We'll have amateur fighters. You know, uh, one of our lads from our gym, our coach Abdul's son, fought one of Davey Grant's lads, and it was it was both their debuts, and they're like sixteen and seventeen. And it was one of the best fights I've seen live. It was a brilliant fight. You just build up that yeah. kind of camaraderie. Camaraderie and then suddenly you're all in Vegas. i like, this yeah. world's mad.
0: It is, it is a mad world. And just I wanted to ask you about this just because it's something I became aware of recently, is that you were offered uh, a UFC contract or a fight, were you not, in the Paris card last year, but it was quite short-notice fight. Is that, is that right? Yeah,
2: it wouldn't, have been, it wouldn't have been ideal at all. I was still, you know, I love to get back to training really quick. But I got back to training too quick after the Driscoll fight, and there was too much bumped up, and I kind of set it all off again. So it it kind of caused some minor injuries here and there, and then I get the call in like seven or eight days' notice It's whilst I was in Crete. And I don't know how logistically feasible it would have been to get back. Still in question about the condition of my hands, because there was a lot of thrown back and forth in that fight. And then the weight would have been difficult. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been ideal.
0: No. I, were you ever nervous about turning them down at all? Did you think no? They they get it. They understand. Or were you nervous about like, oh god if I turn them down are they going to be dicks to me in the future?
2: No, I was. I was never nervous about that because if you're not really in the position or condition to fight, like what can you do? You can't just beat yourself up about that. And. <laughs> um, no. I kind of wanted a few cage warriors defenses as well. You know, you work hard to get yeah, it, I, that five round experience and work yourself towards title fights and top of the bill. And I've got two more title fights, title wins and cage warriors. That experience is going to help massively. Hmm.
1: Subtle results. Still you
0: Absolutely. And, and when it comes to those Cage Warriors fights, obviously the performances have been spectacular, but I've also been blown away by some of the dance moves. I mean, there was some jazz splits. <laughs> there was a lot of thrusting going on at, at one point. Wait, that, how, how much are you practicing these dance moves before the uh, before fights? Well, I never
2: practice. It's never a a pre-rehearsed routine. If it's a routine, it loses the magic. It's just got to kind of come out in the moment. Well, you know, I'm I'm always dancing. I'm always sticking my headphones in.
0: Yeah,
2: it might be some yeah. of it. It might be like the Doom Eternal soundtrack, and I'm proper just going for it <laughs> uh, by myself when no one's around. But I'm always dancing. I'm dancing between sets at Unit Twenty Nine when I'm doing my strength and conditioning as I active rest. I, I just can't help it.
1: Nobody's putting
2: George in a corner, oh, mate. It's, like.
0: No, it's, <laughs> I only just. You, you, I watched, uh, you are a natural. I watched
2: Dirty Dancing for the first time not too long ago. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I, I imagine you watched that uh, with, with with your other half, and I mean, you've got a killer of a brother, and uh, I mean, is the missus scrapping now there as well?
2: Yeah, she's had like she's had a white collar fight in a club. Yeah, she she's training all the time, which is brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I hope no burglars are anywhere near the Hardwick house anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) They're in in trouble.
1: Well, I mean, we don't want to sort of take up too much more of your your time, George. It was, uh, you know, essentially a, a good catch up to find out all about the Contender series. Blake, was there anything else that you wanted to get in before we
0: started to sort of wrap this one up? No, I was very aware that you haven't even sat down, George. You, you like you're dancing <laughs> in between fights. You 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 do your interviews standing up. Is there anything These cardio's relentless? It doesn't stop. I'm a bit too caffeinated um, at the minute,
2: I think.
1: The... <laughs> um, we should ask as well as Harry. Is he alright? Yeah,
0: Harry's good. I think he's just
2: having a nap or something. You know. When I saw him he was right, stairs well, in bed it- with just with his phone about this far away from him. Um. <laughs> probably, watching, probably watching some jiu-jitsu match or a cooking video. One of the two.
0: Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, well, do say that we said hi to Harry. Pass on our love to to Harry. And uh, we just wanted to mention again, it's August 15th, Abdul Karim Al sawadi the Fury lightweight champion, against our very own George Hardwick, Cage Warriors lightweight champion, on the Dana White Contender Series. And obviously, mate, we will be wishing you all the best of luck in best that fight. Luck, we'll probably Absolutely. send you a message beforehand just to uh to send you our best and uh yeah, then do do the business and we'll see you in the UFC. Yeah, he
2: Absolutely. He trains Fury Fighting Championship. I train Cage Warriors, and whoever wins gets to say they officially train UFC. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Perfect.
0: Perfect. That's all we need.
1: George, George, we're going to press stop on here. Don't go anywhere. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: There you go. Cage Warriors lightweight champion of the world, George Hardwick, and hopefully soon to be UFC lightweight contender. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. He's a great chat, and it. I love him and Harry. I, like, yeah. I just think they're both top quality guys, and uh, yeah, I, just I think the they could take the UFC by storm. I really do.
1: Where is he? I mean, he just sort of motioned over his shoulder and said he's probably asleep. I, I really want to believe that the Harbrick brothers are still in bunk beds. I really, really <laughs> want to think. Like, at the moment, like, you know, Cage Warriors champ, he's top bunk. But, and Harry's Harry's yes. underneath just watching them <laughs> little uh, jujitsu jitsu YouTube videos. Love it. <laughs>
0: I think they need a reality show. I'm not even, I'm not even really mate. joking. At home with the Hardwicks. And honestly, that could be an absolute smash hit on UFC Fight Pass. I really oh, believe that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Palmer's all round. And, uh, yeah, even the missus is scrapping that. I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it.
0: Absolute house for the killers. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely crazy. So but, um, bur- Yes, so yeah, as we mentioned, fifteenth of August, I believe it is. I think he said it was episode two he of did, the, yeah. the contender series when it comes out. Again, he's up against the guy in Abdul Karim Al-Sawadi who, who looks decent. He looks good. Mm. Very as we mentioned though, very heavy on the grappling in his last mm. few fights. I I mean, if George Stops those takedowns. I, I think George will have his way with him on the feet. I, I really do. I think George's stand-up is so good. Those body shots, as we've seen against Bungard and Lias and and all these people, he's just he's so good on the feet.
1: George. So interesting what you said about the trainer. You know, his trainer is basically that yep. style. And I'm not being funny. If I was Abdul Karim and I was watching the last, you know, three or four fights from George, I'd be thinking, oh, what if I signed up for here? You know, this 100%. this guy's a problem.
0: so yeah we're wishing all the best to to George Hardwick and also to to Oban Elliott who's going to be on the show I think a a week a week later Uh, maybe Mm. we'll try and get him on the show as well before his contender series fight Um, and also if you want
1: to know more about um, George and Harry um, as mentioned on the episode they've they've been on a couple of times the first time they come on we sort of spoke about you know growing up and their journey into, into martial arts and we've done the same with Oban Elliott as well and Oban had a a tough upbringing. Um, that's a, a really good episode to uh, to have a listen to, as is anything that we've done with the Hardwick brothers, because you know they are absolute gold, them boys. And uh, and yeah, and, and while you're in the archives, just have a good old look about, it because you will see loads of your favourite cage warriors fighters have been interviewed, and then a real who's who of uh, of UFC um, fighters as well have been on. So we've been we've been really blessed over the last hundred and sixty episodes, I think now, Mr. Harrison. Wow, that's
0: that's a lot on it i've been staring at your face way too much for anyone's lifetime i think um um i want to shout out one more thing um that we
1: often tell you that we're over on youtube now and you can watch all the episodes over there so please go and do that but also i don't think we've really mentioned this um we're on tiktok you know me and blake are trying to be down with the kids we've opened a tiktok account yeah 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 boy Oh that was that, really embarrassing. Don't do that. that. No, down kids. No?
0: No. no. Oh, no. So lit. We're, we're so You've
1: got your sensible shirt on <laughs> you tried to be all, all gangster. It didn't work, <laughs> that's, mate.
0: It's because I've got something else to do after this, but you know, we're we're all we're all totally lit on this show, guys. Oh fuck's um, sake, stop mate. Totally. Stop. <laughs> we fire baby go
1: uh, go check us on uh, on, on TikTok um, and everything else you need to know we're on we're on all the social media platforms and uh, yeah go get stuck in and check out that back and we will be back
0: soon we will but before we go just to grab you again I did want to shout out also our partners Gamcare yes. if you haven't heard yet uh, we, uh, we were approached by a bunch of different betting companies for them to be our sponsors and for our own reasons we weren't overly comfortable with that so we instead Partner partnered up with a charity that help people with gambling addictions, and they are called GamCare. They are brilliant and they have a 24-7 helpline, and the number is 0808-802-0133. That's 0808-802-0133. And they have a 24-7 helpline to help you if you believe you are suffering with a, a, a gambling problem, or if you're a friend or a family member of someone that is suffering with a gambling problem. They can really help you, they can advise you, and they can also give you free counselling sessions, which is phenomenal. When we are living in a world where you can sometimes wait months and months and months for uh, uh, counselling sessions on the NHS, whatever it is, Gamcare can get you free counselling sessions very, very quickly uh, to help you with your gambling addiction. So if you're getting into debt, if you're Gambling is in some negative ways affecting your relationships with your loved ones. Gamcare is a great place to go to get the help that you might need.
1: Absolutely. That number, once again, 0808 8020 133. If you don't want to ring them, just head over to gamcare.org.uk and then there's a live chat on there as well. So if you just want to post an initial question and you feel a little bit uncomfortable picking up the phone, head over to gamcare.org.uk and jump on the live chat and uh, and, and, and start the conversation over there. It's a wonderful organisation. We're proud to be working with them.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Is that it for now?
1: I think so, mate. All
0: right. See you. Bye.